here. And for the last few weeks on a Wednesday night, I know they've been in an in-depth study about different doctrines of the church for the last two Wednesday nights. They've been studying about baptism. And I know Pastor Nancy was in there one of those Wednesdays and she talked about it. And then she said, now how many of you want to be water baptized? And they were like, yes. Amen. That's a good attitude to have because water baptism is a doctrine of the church. If you are a believer, if you are a Christian, then it is something that Jesus instructed us to do. It's something that Jesus himself was baptized by John the Baptist. If you'll recall, he went to where John the Baptist was and he said, I want to be baptized. And of course, John the Baptist, he was, I'm sure like we would have felt, I can't baptize you. You're the son of God. But he said, no, I need to be water baptized. Water baptism is actually what it is, it's an expression, an outward expression of what has happened to us on the inside. And then it is a public declaration to people to know that you have been buried and risen with Christ into newness of life. Amen. So over in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1 and 2, this kind of bears out that there's different baptisms, three different baptisms that the church is instructed to be involved in. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. So this lets us know there's three different baptisms. The first one is the baptism into the body of Christ at the time of the new birth. How many in here have experienced a new birth? You have been born again. You know for sure that Jesus is your Lord and He lives on the inside of you. Then there's another baptism that the Bible talks about. The baptism with the Holy Spirit as described in Acts chapter 2. And that is for every believer that once we believe on the name of the Lord, Jesus said that we could be endued with power from on high when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. And then of course the third one is the one that we're talking about tonight. Baptism into water after the new birth. Now, water baptism is after the new birth. Water baptism does not save us. It does not equate with, well, I've been water baptized, so now I'm a Christian. Now, a lot of denominations, maybe they teach that. Some people believe that, but it's not in the Word of God. If you have not yet asked Jesus into your heart and you go to be water baptized, guess what? You're going to go down a dry center and come up a wet one. It doesn't make you born again. It doesn't bring you into the body of Christ. It is simply an outward symbol of what's already happened on the inside of us. Now, the Bible's very clear about some things about this. Let's look over at Romans chapter 6, verse 3 and 4. And I want to read those to you out of the Amplified Version. Are you ignorant of the fact that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him in baptism in death. So that as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, so we too might habitually live and behave in newness of life. 
I know that sounds like a lot of words and it can be a little bit confusing maybe, but all it's literally is saying that when Jesus died, we believe that he died. He died on the cross. We just celebrated Easter. He was put in the tomb. Jesus died. But the resurrection power of God came on the scene and raised him out of that tomb. Jesus isn't dead anymore. He's alive. Amen? And he's forever seated at the right hand of the Father. So what this scripture is saying to us, that at the time of the new birth, you need to get that picture, that image on the the inside of you, that just like Jesus physically and spiritually, spiritually died for us. When you ask Him to come into your heart, when you become a believer and confess Him as Lord, your old nature, the old man, died just like Jesus died. He died with Him at the cross. And your new man, being a believer, being a brand new creation in Christ, was raised up at the time that you confessed Jesus. As Lord. Isn't that good news? That same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the power that raises us up into newness of life. That is enough power to keep your body strong. Enough power to bring your spirit out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And it is enough power to keep us walking in victory over sin. That's what I want to stress to you tonight. As you are water baptized, just see that on the inside of you. I am being, this is an outward expression that I was buried. My old man died with Christ. But when I come up out of that water, it's symbolic that I've been raised up with him. And I've been given newness of life and power over, the, over death. Over eternal separation from God. Like I said, we have lots of precious little ones in here. And they're not that little young ones. Young ones that are being baptized. And that just, that just makes my heart so happy. And I want to just exhort the, them for just a moment. Some of you, your parents or perhaps your older siblings, they didn't know Jesus at your age. Some of you, you children, you know, or your teenagers, you know that, that your parents, maybe they, they lived out in the world and they did things that maybe weren't right and now they're born again and thank God for that. Now they're bringing you up in the ways of the Lord and that's awesome and that's wonderful and we give glory for that because He changes people. He has power to change people. But you today, whether you're five, six, seven, eight, 10, 12 years old, I want to say to you that you today making this decision, you've already asked Jesus into your heart and making this decision that you're going to be water baptized. I want you to realize that there's power in what you are doing. It's a a decision that you are making in obeying the Lord and there is power to keep you all the days of your life. Many of you in here, you know Pastor Mark's 
testimony and thank God again for that power to take people out of darkness and put them into the kingdom of light. And whether you never, you know, went that way or not, never involved in drugs, you still had to be translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light. But I submit to you that the greatest testimony is these little children receiving Jesus at a young age. I cannot remember a time that I didn't know the Lord or love Him with all of my heart. I think it was about eight or nine when I made that public profession of Jesus and went and knelt down at that altar and gave my life to Him. And then today I was just thinking about it. It was in the summer of 1965. Way, way, way back then. Before we had internet. And you know what? We didn't have cell phones. I mean, this was like dark ages. 1965. The summer of 1965. I was 11 years old. We just got out of, out of school. And it was either June, probably around the end of May, June, that we had a water baptism at the Pawnee Lake. It was awesome. We didn't have a big church. We didn't have a nice baptismal. We went to the pond or we went to the lake. Some people were baptized in ponds with snakes on the bank. I didn't do that. But anyhow, (laughs) a lake. And I remember what a glorious experience that that was. And then later on that summer, I went to youth camp because I was getting ready to go into the seventh grade and that qualified me for youth camp. And it was in early August of that same year, 1965, that I got baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. So that that was a marked summer for me. And I still remember it because it marked my life. When you make a decision that you're going to follow Jesus with all of your heart, it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are. I am a testimony to the fact that when I received Jesus, when I got baptized with the Holy Spirit, when I made that decision to follow Jesus in obedience to being water baptized, something happened on the inside of me. There was a power that came into me that sustained me, that kept me, that branded in me the passion of God, the zeal to serve Him all the days of my life. Parents, grandparents, instill into your precious little ones. They don't have to go out and taste of the things of the world. You don't have to be a drug addict to minister to drug addicts. You don't have to be bound by all this junk out in the world to be able to relate to people. The love of God relates to anybody, anywhere. And I still believe it and I still declare it. The best testimony is to say at a young age I tasted of the real. At a young age I came into contact with the power of the living God and I know what the real is and I don't ever have to have the counterfeit. That's a good testimony and I believe that that is every one of you young people's testimony over here. You children you youth going to know him all The days of your life. The word baptize literally means this. To immerse. To place completely and totally under. As you're being baptized tonight, let that be your heart's cry. I am placing myself 
completely and totally under the Lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am saying, you are my Lord. You are my everything. All that I am, all that I have, I give to you. And those of us that are watching this, if you've already been water baptized, as you see this happening, make that fresh dedication in your own heart. Lord, you are my Lord. I am totally and completely under your authority. I willingly give you every single area of my life. As a matter of fact, let's all just declare this right now. Say, say Jesus, Jesus, you are my Lord. Lord. Satan, Satan, you're not my Lord. Sin, Sin, you're not my master. Jesus, Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, the Bible has some more things to say over here in Romans chapter 6. And let's look at verse 11 in the Amplified. We'll just go a few more minutes here. Verse 11 of Romans 6. Even so, consider yourself also dead to sin and your relationship to it broken, but alive to God, living in unbroken fellowship with Him in Christ. As a born-again believer, and as you're baptized, just let that resound in your spirit. I am dead to sin. My relationship with it is broken. It doesn't mean that, you know, sin, that you're never going to sin once that you're born again. But what that means when it says, my relationship to it is broken, it means I am no longer married to sin. That means we are not in a serious relationship anymore. We're not even gone steady. I don't know if that's still a word in this with the teenagers of today. Do you know what that means? Whatever. We're not even going steady. We're not in a serious relationship. You know what this means, doesn't it? I broke up with you, sin. We're not in fellowship. We don't have a relationship anymore. Verse 12, it goes on and it says, Let not sin Therefore, rule as king in your mortal short-lived perishable bodies to make you yield to its cravings and be subject to its lust and its evil passions. I already had you say it. Sin, you are not my Lord. I don't have to yield to you anymore. Temptations, cravings may come, but through the help of the greater one, who is his name? Jesus. The greater one, through the power of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us, I don't have to yield. Sin, you're not my king. You you are not my master. We often have to remind that dead, that old man that he's dead. That's why water baptism is such a good word picture. Because it reminds us that old man died. He is dead. You are not in charge anymore. You know your flesh still is flesh and it still wants to be in charge. 
Before there was the -the jack-in-the-box restaurants and the -the jack-in-the-box commercials, there really was a jack-in-the-box toy. I don't know if they still make them. Those could be ancient of days, too. But y'all, some of you my age, you know what jack-in-the-boxes were, right? Any of you young kids, do you know what a jack-in-the-box is? Hannah, did they still make jack-in-the-box? Help me out here. Yes? Okay, good. All right. So we know what a jack-in-the-box is. What happens with a jack-in-the-box toy? You wind it up, you wind it up until, boom, out pops Jack or out pops Curious George or whoever happens to be in your, in your box, right? Well, it's the same with the flesh. Your flesh, my flesh, is like Jack in the box. You wind it up, wind it up. Certain people wind it up, wind it up. Certain situations wind up the flesh. And oh, it's getting tighter, and it's getting tighter, and those words are wanting to come out of your mouth, and you are wanting to give them a piece of your mind. (laughs) Winding, 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 and right before it pops, you know what we need to say? No, stay in the box. Flesh, you are dead. Old man, you are dead. Does a dead man have any power? If you call him names, can he do anything about it? This is a graphic and maybe not a very nice illustration, but if if somebody was dead and they were laying up here in a casket and you walked up there and you said, I went by your house yesterday and I kicked your dog. (laughs) I was at your house yesterday and your kids are ugly. I saw your wife, Woo! she's not good looking. I mean, you started saying all sorts of bad things to this dead man about him, his family, his dog. What's he going to do about it? He can't do a thing about it because he's dead. Well, it's the same with your old man. Don't yield to him. Don't give him any power. Don't let him rise up and try to take charge. He's not in charge anymore. The greater one, the brand new person on the inside is the one that is in charge. 2 Corinthians 5.17, the last verse we'll share in the Amplified, it says this. Therefore, if any man, any person is engrafted into Christ the Messiah, he is a new creation. A new creation altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, the fresh and the new has come. The fresh and the new has come. Talk about a fresh start. I see some of the faces of these precious ones over here that are going to be baptized tonight. Not just the children, but some of the adults. And I know that some of you lived a colorful past. Some of you had some things in your past that you may not be proud of. We all did. But guess what? You're a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are brand new. This is a new, this is a fresh start for you in Christ Jesus. And we are so happy for you. Listen to this about you being a new creation. Your spirit has not been refurbished or remodeled. The old 
previous spiritual condition is gone. Completely passed away. Your new creations in Christ Jesus put on the new man tonight as you're being baptized. Let that remind you that I am a brand new creation in Christ Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Thank <laughs> you.